Hi there, this is Alyssa from Unbusy, where I teach you how to simplify your home, create routines that work for you as a work-from-home mom, and up-level your work-at-home mindset. Today, we have a bonus episode for you. We're bringing on a guest, Shannon Tagu, to talk about your child's unique developmental window and how that should affect your parenting. So hi, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Sure. I love your mission. And to get us started, I'd love for you to talk about working with your child's developmental window to avoid power plays. I've never heard of this before, and it sounds really interesting. Yeah, so it actually um, is something that a lot of people might not know about, but specifically with Montessori, which is what I do, um, there are um, some set windows. They call them sensitive periods in the Montessori method. I don't love that term. It's kind of confusing. You don't really know what it's about. But there are stages in your childhood, in your child's childhood, that um, are not exactly the same with every child. As we know, we can't compare, you know, our child's development to another one's. But during those windows, your child is going to be open or sensitive to certain things. So if you think about your child who is jumping off of things, who's climbing up of things, that's actually a developmental window for gross motor skills. So they're really focused on that when they're learning to walk. That's the other part of that stage. So instead of trying to fight them of saying, you know, get off the furniture. Yes, you can have that boundary, but you're going to look for ways to incorporate gross motor into their day and those types of activities, getting outside, um, going into an indoor play place. If you're in you know, a spot that has bad weather in the winter or lots of rainy season, so you're really going to work with that window so that you aren't struggling with them. And another area that that comes into is um, self-dressing. So it's kind of care of self for them. And you may have a child who is pulling out all the coats and playing with all the zippers or getting all the shoes and trying to put them on. And to you, it kind of looks like they're just making a big mess or you're trying to get out the door and you're really frustrated because they're not letting you put their shoes on but they're in that developmental window where they wanna learn. They have an internal drive to learn that skill. So they wanna practice it. Now, them practicing it when you are trying to get out the door in the morning is not ideal. So if you give them opportunities, again, to practice it, have like a little basket of just really big clothes or um, shoes that they can put on and off inside the house and they will gravitate towards that and they'll practice and then then when you are trying to get out the door, they'll be more open to you doing it for them or they'll have built the skills that they can do it for themselves. And then you aren't having that tantrum of trying to get their shoes or their coat on as you're leaving. Well, that's so neat. And that definitely makes sense of some behaviors in my topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, once you stop and look at it, you can really notice it. And I have a strong-willed uh, two and a half year old daughter right now who definitely um, pushes me and helps me practice on my own, all of these skills that I've learned over the years. Um, and she's making me put it to good use and really stopping and seeing what it is she needs or what stage she's in so that I can kind of work with it instead of trying to work against it. And, and trying to kind of, you know, we wanna have those boundaries and we are the parent, but if we can kind of relax a little bit and let them have a little bit of freedom um, to explore on their own, to learn on their own, then you won't be in that constant like tug of war of, you know, the, the power battles and everything. That's so smart. And I'm also newly diving into child-led instruction for all five of my kids. 
we're preschool through high school since my youngest mm-hmm. is a three and a half year old girl. Yeah. So I'd love to learn more from you about this because it sounds like exactly what I've been trying to do over the last few months. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that's one of the things I love the most about Montessori. And one of the biggest questions I get from people is what is Montessori? Because you may have heard of it or you may have seen, you know, toys in the store or a subscription service that's Montessori based. But at its root, it's an educational system. It's an educational approach. And what makes it unique is that it is not based on a curriculum that is, you know, do this day one, do this day 21 um, for every single child in the exact same order. It focuses on your child's natural development. There is a range that you can kind of expect for each child. Um, So when you get to that age or stage, you kind of know what to look out for, but you're not forcing them to fit into this box of everybody learns the exact same thing, the exact same way on the exact same day. If you think about a traditional school setting, that's typically what happens is you don't have the choice of working outside that curriculum. But with Montessori, you can build it around what they're interested in and what their development is really pushing them to learn at that stage. So it's it's super unique. Um, it's really fun. It is challenging at times to try and um, figure out where they're at um, and then build kind of those activities and practices around it. But, but it really makes a big difference in helping them feel seen and respected and loved because they're learning that their unique capabilities are valued by their family and that they don't have to like conform to that specific type of activity in a traditional um, educational approach. Absolutely. That's definitely something I believe in. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us about as this relates to parenting, mom life, de-stressing your day, all that good stuff? Yeah, definitely. So I think if you, um, if you look at it at face value, you're going to think, okay, how am I going to be able to figure out all these developmental stages? Um, I do have something for your listeners. Um, It's a really simple quiz that has a breakdown of each of the stages. And there's five simple questions that you can ask yourself to figure out your child's developmental window and then look at what each one describes and um, kind of figure out from there what to do next. So that can definitely make it a lot easier so it's not overwhelming. And one of the biggest steps there is um, to stop and watch what your child is doing we can get really caught up in our day-to-day of just keeping up with the house and keeping them kind of entertained and not really seeing what they're doing and what they're interested in and what they're drawn to. And you may think like a specific type of toy is what they want or um, an activity, but it may be that they're actually interested in, you know, washing a window or following you around the house and trying to clean the house like you do, which happens a lot with toddlers. And it can be a little bit of an interference, but it gives you such great insight into what they want to do you don't have to worry about buying a special toy. You can just give them like a rag and a spray bottle and they're perfectly happy, which is honestly one of the, the favorite activities of both of my kids. We have a huge like sliding glass door and they just want to go to town spraying it and wiping it down. And I'm like, go for it. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, it makes it a lot more simple. And this can really make it to where you aren't stressed out about trying to keep them entertained or coming up with fancy activity ideas. You can work with them and you aren't um, trying to fill a playroom full of stuff that you're gonna then have to clean up later, which can be really a big struggle. And by knowing their developmental window, 
you're also going to um, make it to where you don't have things out that they're going to dump. If you've had a, a child that takes an entire box of toys and just dumps the whole thing out and you're going, what is happening? Why aren't you playing or why are you playing this way? That's a huge sign that they are either overwhelmed with the amount of things that they have or that what you have out for them doesn't suit their needs at the time. It can be either that it's too difficult or that it's too easy. A lot of times with um, kids, if they've already mastered the skill and they've kind of moved through that stage, they're going to get bored of their things and they're just going to start dumping things out because they don't really know what else to do with it. So that's something to keep in mind as you go along. That makes so much sense. I remember my boy is dumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like to do it. I think the sound also is, is pretty fun for them. So that can be something where you can incorporate music if they're really into that loud crashing sound. You can you know, give them some drums. We had a friend give our kids a drum set last year, which is not my favorite, but um, they do enjoy it a lot. So it gives them that opportunity to kind of express themselves and make lots of noise. You know, your quiz sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to be peeking at that. And would you yeah. tell our listeners where they could find you? Sure. You can always find me on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out um, at motherhood underscore union. I'm also on Facebook at Motherhood Union, and you can check out my blog at www.motherhoodunion.com. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, and thank you for coming on the Unbusy Show today. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Okay, that's all for now. Have a great day.